Norm, welcome to Boss. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Boss is my amazing executive interview series on LinkedIn. I interview my incredible executive network to help others learn, network, and pay it forward. Uh, well, I lead marketing uh, at CVS for all the stuff that we do for, uh, for consumers. Uh, I've been here six years and I've really seen the evolution of this company from a corner drugstore to you know what's now the fourth largest company in America and the biggest healthcare company in America. Uh, and before that, I spent 14 years at uh, a company called Digitas, helping to drive digital marketing around the globe. Uh, management consulting, had my own venture, uh, investment management before that. So, so lots of different things, but, but six years CBS. CBS has just been, I feel like a lifesaver to, to me and my family, especially over the last year, year and totally. a half. Been in the middle of this COVID thing. And it's been, um, it's been a lot of work, uh, but it's also been kind of rewarding to feel like you're really a participant in this fight to get back to normal. And so when you go to work every day, you feel like you're working on the fight that's really at the forefront of everyone's mind. Yeah. And, and to be frank, like even like I wasn't letting my kids pretty much in anywhere. And so, you know, when we needed to get our flu shot last year and our flu shot this year, yeah. um, we did it for, for both of my kids. I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old at CVS. And I remember like walking in with the masks and them just even being able to like look in the in the aisles for like, you know, toys yeah. or Halloween. They're like, I haven't been in a store in like I know, right? So pull it back for me. Um, from a career perspective, like how did you get where you are now? Where did your brain trust or boss network really come from? Um, I got where I was actually mostly through um pretty close connections with the direct person I worked for who really became a sponsor for me in most situations. I mean, that, that, you know, if you kind of connect the common theme, that's what it is. And, uh, and the way I got a close like connection to my bosses was there was of course deliver, delivering on their agenda, but also having a bit of an entrepreneurial idea of what could be possible and what could, what else should we do and how should we do it? And how do we think through it? And so, you know, that kind of helped them because they felt like, great, uh, the more, more ideas, the better. So, uh, and then, because uh, that, that, that's got me the connection to CVS. I, on the CVS journey, you know, that was the first time that I had left professional services in my career. Uh, and that's the 20 years of professional services and I switched over. And so that was entirely based on two ideas. One was uh, to change healthcare in America. It's so personal to, to all of us. We feel it. We know it, and it's not good. It's not where it is, and, and so we have the scale to do that. And the second is the culture of uh, the company, which was different from any company I had seen. And I would I would express that in kind of one word, which is uh, ambition, humble ambition. So no ego, uh, authentic, down down to earth, but never satisfied with the the current state. And to me, that that's like a, that's perfect. You know, I kind of in my leadership style, I'm I'm all like I have two words high expectations and kindness. In your opinion, what are the most important leadership qualities for executives today and, and has it changed? Um, I think maybe it's become more acute. At the moment, I think the most important, uh, you know, it, there's really a difference between a boss and a leader, okay? A boss is somebody in a position in a box in an org chart who, who can, you know, tell you what to do and give you a review. There's only one characteristic of a leader that's it, which is that they have a follower. Uh, if you don't have a follower, you're not really a leader. You can be a boss, but not a leader. And so the question is, how do you actually create followers? And I think the way you create followers is a bit of empathy, understand their situation, 
and a bit of doing great things. Uh, and people want to feel like they do big, bold, great things. And they also want to feel like they didn't just do them for you. They did them together or for themselves. And that comes from empathy. Mm. I like that answer. Society is demanding more from business and business is demanding more from, from leaders. And how do you think about the future of socially responsible and equitable business? I think that they're much more intertwined. You, you know, you have to look at these companies. They're just another participant in society. And the, it, just like you and I feel like we have an obligation to improve our community, society, corporations have an obligation to improve society. And so maybe that's always been true. So why, why more now? Uh, why more now is because the employees are demanding it. Mm -hmm. Employees want to feel like they're at a place that represents their values, that is doing the things that they think are important in society. And it's a very competitive job market for top employees. I mean, it's competitive for everybody now. They got the financial stuff, what's happening with stock prices. Sure, that's important as well. Now, one thing I would say is really important about those initiatives that, you know, typically you could hear under ESG or CSR or doing the right thing or purpose or something like that, is that they're all possible. They can all lead to more profit. And, and what I would just say to people is you need to find a way to do both. Mm -hmm. the, the, the ors are much easier in business. The ands are hard and the ands are where the success is. Take me through like some of those early days of COVID and some of the critical thinking that allowed you or your team to, to make some big moves. You know, like every company, you know, at last, I mean, go back a year and a half ago to March, it was crazy. You know, everybody's going home. Um, we're, we're a retailer, so there's all the issues of what do you do with your stores and masks and protective screens and things like that. So all of that was from a marketing standpoint, none of our marketing made sense anymore. It all had to come out of market. So like, I think everybody kind of had some of those. I'm not saying they were easy, that, that enough was hard. But at the same time, we had two things going on. We had to one, we had medications. So medications had to get to people because you know, they got to stay healthy. And if, you know, if you're not, if you're staying home to avoid COVID, but you're not taking medication, that's not a good plan either. Uh, and the second is we then started playing a really big role in COVID testing. And so we had these two kind of growth areas that happened on top of all that change. The medication one was really interesting because when you kind of stand back and say, how important is that for us and our purpose and who we are, it was so primary. And so we made with that, we put in free delivery for medications so that people wouldn't have to feel stressed coming to the pharmacy to get their medication. They could just have it delivered to their home, which was good. We then put on top uh, free telehealth so that people could understand what they needed, you know, and get the different medications, but also maybe there was other stuff as, as, as well. These things all fed together and, and the, the, uh, the role we then ended up playing in testing, I think we did, you know, we did more retail testing than anyone in the country. Uh, and it really started to help all these communities. And by the way, think about this, like, we didn't, we didn't know how to do COVID testing. Like, it's not like we had, well, we'll just pull out the SWAT team that knows how to do, you know, pandemic testing. People had to figure it out. We, you know, we started in parking lots of, of different stores. Then we went to mega sites. Then we went to other places. Then we went to places in the airport. It was just, you know, so you're constantly figuring this thing out, which again, I, I think is really um, taxing, but kind of fun that you feel like you're helping to fight the fight. Yeah. Were you boots on the ground too? Like, I'm just curious how that, how that. Yeah. So one of the interesting things that happened from a marketing uh, leader standpoint uh, is that employee listening became just as important 
because they, of course, are delivering all this stuff. They're the ones who are stressed. And so, and they were also the feedback line for us about what we needed to do, like, like, the, like the protective screens. They all seem obvious now, but they weren't obvious uh, back then. And so really understanding what they needed. They also, by the way, we had an issue with, uh, with childcare. Uh, like you can't have people coming to work because they didn't have childcare. And so, and so from my standpoint, our consumer listening also pivoted into uh, employee listening. Then it was a bit about agility. Like how do we create awareness of the things that we have to help people? So that was the free delivery or the COVID testing or things like that so that people are actually using those services. And then as we got into the into COVID even more, it was actually how do we reconstruct all of the creative we have to drive people to use our pharmacy and our front store and other, other places in a way that was actually much more relevant for the time. And we, you know, we had campaigns that just didn't make sense at all. And so, so then we had to rebuild all that stuff. Um, and, you know, I think I, at the same time, let's be clear, most businesses were under a lot of financial pressure. And so it's not like there was a ton of, um, new resources showing up. So we had to figure out how to do it within our current capacity. Norm, are you ready for the lightning round? Indeed. What does the future of work or just work look like to you? Integrated with life. One thing you'll commit to do in 2021 or actually now 2022 to help pay it forward. Take my kids to homeless shelters and other places so they understand how the world really works. What do you want to be known for? over the next six to 12 months? Making meaningful steps in building the future of healthcare for people. I just wanna say uh, congrats to you on this innovative way of doing things for taking the courage to make it happen. Uh, I think these things are really good and I think they're really indicative of where media is going. So nice job. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, everyone should watch, share, comment, and Norm, thank you so much. Everyone go visit CBS and, and keep supporting our communities. Thank you again.